Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 162 The Savage Time with Jason Wallace. Hi, pals. We're at the end of season one of Justice League already. We did it. Yeah. Uh, I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And I'm not Hitler. <laughs> well, thank God for that. We uh, would not have that guy on our show again. Again? Again. Wait, when was he on before? I think I missed that one. Uh, it's a really early paw days. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of stuff from back then I regret. Well, Are you, you sure know, that it's... wasn't Armus. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been, honestly. Hello. This isn't a skin of evil at all. Wait, yes it is. This is just regular evil. <laughs> this is a mustache of evil. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, we have we have an awful lot to get to, so uh, I suppose we should just dive in. Jason, yep. uh, hopefully you have a, a, a beverage handy. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I have, uh, an, like a... I have both an IV and a catheter ready to go. Oh, Excellent. thank God. Because uh, what, what you have here is a filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yes. You could use it to effectively break a gerrymander or, mm-hmm. you, you both know, could make a... and should. We'll show those Jerry's what for. Wait, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, that wrong Jerry's. Wrong yes. war. Uh, no, right war, actually. Uh, oh. Yeah. Why don't you please tell us what happened in The Savage Time? I shall. Please buckle up. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's time once again to hit the recliner, grab some poppered corn and settle down for an inspiring, entertaining tale of superheroic adventure that will in no way remind me of our nation's cyclical, seemingly pointless struggle against the reanimated corpse of fascist idiot- God damn it, Justice League! (laughs) Anyway, returning from... space? Objectively best Green Lantern Jon Stewart is thanklessly towing the super honkies in their malfunctioning Apple brand Quinjet back to the Watchtower so they can ruin Batman's peaceful contemplation of the mysteries of Jehovah. Suddenly, Earth and its immediate surroundings are attacked by the point lighting and zigzag effects from Photoshop, and both Batman and the Watchtower promptly disappear. I guess the kingdom of heaven really was at hand, Mrs. Peacock. (laughs) After fragrant, ah, excuse me, after fragrantly, hmm, delicious, <laughs> what, a, what a lovely odor, after flagrantly disregarding air traffic regulations by landing smack dab in the middle of Zack Snyder's genius Memorial Park, <laughs> the Justice Gang discovers that, much like the crew of the Enterprise before them, they've landed on Nazi planet. For a more up-to-date reference, please find and replace all instances of Nazi planet with Wolfenstein World. <laughs> After Wally does a vandalism on a poster of a suave mystery man with an evil Spock goatee, the Justice folks are accosted by absurdly armed police who attempt to forcefully arrest these peaceful citizens on an imaginary charge because they feed off cruel power dynamics and can't brook any polite challenge to their authority. But but cops are friends. This must be an alternate universe. After a brief skirmish with a squadron of hover Nazis, 
A Zatoichi-ass military surplus version of Batman arrives to save the Justice Bunch by leading them into the poo-gas-infested <laughs> sewers to his resistance headquarters, staffed by similarly violent and horny orphans. <laughs> After some pointless tension where the grim dark knight points a coward's weapon at Clark, he explains that in this timeline, the United Forces of not Hitler lost World War II due to a disastrous, decidedly devastating D-Day. And not Bruce's parents were murdered decades later by taking public enemy too literally and actually fighting the power that be. The Justice clique swiftly tracks the source of the funky, electromagnetic cold Medina that flung them into a Harry Turtledove novel. <laughs> and then, inside one of Supreme Leader Vandal Savage's recycled 60s-era Bond villain lairs, they come upon a wonky time hole. With only 48 hours before the time tunnel starring James Darren collapses, the Justice crew leaps headfirst into the Doctor Who vortex, while not Batman stays behind to either fight a bloody insurgency or dissolve into sweet nothingness, whichever comes first. It spits them out into a non-descript French city, where allied and Axis forces are blasting each other over a few crummy ruins. Soon, a wild, wild west-ass war machine designed by Fisher-Price, big wheels in... And the identically tall, identically square-jawed men of the U.S. Army all extend their hands so that they might receive their own asses. <laughs> After some Nazi stomping from the Justice Cadre, Ja'an, Ja'ani, Sa'ani, Ja'imbo, Ja'ans, fishes a transistor-bearing motherboard out of the war machine, and then flies off to Berlin with Queen Bondage to do some fact-finding. Or maybe Fuhrer-finding? There, in the recycled war room from Dr. Strangelove, an Aryan Hermes delivers a paper report to Herr Savage on these new Obermenschen at the front. And then Savage ruins a guy Vader style with one of Dr. Doom's discarded death gauntlets. Explosions and klaxons erupt as clearly not Steve Trevor escapes from Savage's headquarters and politely borrows a fighter plane for exfil. After a harrowing dogfight that would make Michael Vick say, you've clearly misunderstood my interests, <laughs> Diana saves the unconscious, plummeting not-Steve's life, who promptly makes an oblique reference to Operation Sea Lion, look it up, kids, hits on the Themyscarin like some low-rent Sean Connery, and tells her and John that Savage was made the new Fuhrer on account of all those My First Genocide machines. The Martian creepily sinks into the Earth's crust like he usually does to go infiltrate a lab in Grundstrasse and finds a diesel punk laptop, some poorly insulated wiring, and a cryogenically frozen Hitler with some modesty ice crystals covering his Third Reich <laughs> before being Dr. Doomed by Savage. Meanwhile, back in France, more killer big wheels arrive. There's a brief Tom Hanksless reenactment of the bridge scene from Saving Private Ryan, and John Stewart finally runs out of juice for his special decoder ring. We see him being menaced by the death toys before the episode ends and a Lunchables commercial comes on or some shit. <laughs> Next Saturday after school, we get a ripoff, I mean, loving homage to Spielberg's Normandy landing scene, but with the added bonuses of murder velocipedes and some superheroics. Old Wally West gets pissy about NBC's wings prioritizing the rescue of easily killed regular humans 
over the incredibly capable former Marine that is Jon Stewart. And so he rushes off to shout, GL, at some cobblestones. A squadron of Nazi fighter planes arrives, and Clark and Hawkett destroy most of them without much effort. But they still get an 11th hour assist from the Blackhawks. They're like the Blue Angels if they were more violent, Northern European, and obsessed with killer drip. (laughs) Meanwhile, Diana and not Steve do a skyfall by hiding out in a ruined manor to rendezvous with a codebreaker named Ernst, not Blofeld, and hand off a communicator shaped like an Atari 5200 controller. Also, meanwhile, Jon Stewart is blown off another of France's famously explodable bridges and takes a mud bath before meeting up with Sergeant Rock and Easy Company. John promptly kicks Bulldozer's ass for underestimating him in a casually racist way, and the group heads off to turn an enemy airfield into Swiss cheese. Is Sergeant Rock a master of tyromancy? I guess we'll never know, since no one currently alive has read his comics. (laughs) Further meanwhile... After Hare Savage plays a video of himself to a shackled John, pulling the world's earliest exhibit, Yo Dog, we put a villainous monologue inside your villainous monologue, he hints at his 50,000-year history and orders who I can only assume is the real-life Yosef Mengele to torture the Martian in a manner befitting Revolver Ocelot. (laughs) Backwards, meanwhile... Diana and not Steve's candlelight caviar date is interrupted by Nazi bullets, but the wondrous woman promptly punishes them for their vag blocking (laughs) and lassos an escaping Fritz to reveal the location of the obviously captured Ernst. Forwards, meanwhile, Johns escapes the Metal Gear Solid level by shape-shifting into actual human monster Josef Mengele and running out of the building like it ain't no thing. Simul, meanwhile, Easy Company blows up a gun emplacement, Wildman gets shot in the leg by a tree Nazi, and Bulldozer makes Jon Stewart feel like a real horse's ass for not having hidden tree Nazi detecting powers. Still, meanwhile, Hare Savage orders the advancement of Operation Endgame, which is thwarted by his subordinate's report of the communicator theft. And Diana and not Steve break into a chateau or something to rescue Ernst, which they do but not before being menaced by more murder wheels in an obvious trap. Cue Gogurt commercial or some shit. <laughs> the following weekend, after soccer practice, <laughs> the ki- killer tires go full Midway's rampage on the chateau, forcing Diana to remove the communicator's front casing and then shield not Trevor and not Blofeld with a wine and nicotine-stained French mattress and her own rock-hard... Everything. (laughs) The three are eventually even run over by one of the fascist Fisher-Price machines, but they're okay, folks, and let's give them a round of applause. (laughs) Moments later, the Nazis, who I'm beginning to suspect aren't very bright, find the front casing in the rubble and assume the communicator's been destroyed. You know, like morons. This news gets run into the strange love chamber by another blonde-haired, blue-eyed messenger lad, and Hair Savage commences Operation Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Later, Diana, not Steve, and not Blofeld extract themselves from the ruins and have a thoroughly unsubtle but mercifully brief not-all-Germans-were-Nazis convo. 
Elsewhere, Clark and Miss Hawkman destroy some anti-aircraft guns, enabling the Blackhawks to ace combat their evil factory target. Oh, and uh, Wally shouts in mostly English at some German workers, too, I guess. Yeah, great work, Flash. <laughs> Apparently, the factory was manufacturing a jet engine, <laughs> which I don't have to tell you is anachronistic as all hell, and John arrives to brief the three superfolks on Savage's whole deal. Farther elsewhere, not brick slab chest from Easy Company stupidly rags once again on universal goddamn hero John Stewart before stupidly falling through a fake hill and revealing their precious runway where stormtroopers and death rotating things are being loaded onto sweet looking stealth planes. Even farther elsewhere, no, keep going, you're almost there. <laughs> Ernst breaks the Nazi code and reveals that Operation Disney's Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame is not about invading England at all, but invading America. For those of you at home playing the Man in the High Castle drinking game, take a shot now. <laughs> Diana plants one on Not Steve before flying off to try and thwart the invasion. Returning to elsewhere... Hare Savage arrives at the hidden runway to personally lead the invasion force, but Jon Stewart and Easy Company pepper those fools with plenty of lead. Unfortunately, the Savage plane still manages to taxi off, so greatest soldier of them all, Jon Stewart, jumps onto a motorcycle and chases after it. Easy Company provides explosive cover, and Dozer indulges in some we're-not-so-different-you-and-I bullshit, as if his earlier G-Hell harassment would actually get a pass. Reverse elsewhere, Chief Blackhawk arrives to inform the Justice Party about the plot against America. Great. Got my Philip Roth reference in for the year. <laughs> and they rush off to defend uh, American imperialism or something. Inside the guts of the savage craft, Jon Stewart wreaks some metal pipe sabotage before being knocked out by an MP40. And don't worry, there was a Nazi on the other end, so we're still clear of haunted submachine guns in this alternate universe. Stuart gets dragged before Savage and gets electroshocked by the Doom Gauntlet for his trouble. But what's this? There's something on the wing. There's some thing on the wing. <coughs> Turns out it's just Superman, Femhawk, and the Martian wrecking the plane's collective deal. <coughs> Diana joins the fray, and more Nazi destroying ensues. Savage's squadron hits the Nos and rockets faster towards our beautiful, innocent country. But some battleships fetched by old fast feet put the kibosh on that. Jon Stewart seizes the opportunity to clock some guards, grab a gun, shoot out the savage copter's controls, and frazzle the dictator with his own shock glove. Some Kirk-level fisticuffs happen before Flappy McGee busts out the cockpit windshield and rescues GL so Savage and his dreams of fascist conquest can sink to the bottom of the unforgiving ocean. <laughs> The Blackhawks intercept the remaining big old jet Berliners. <laughs> the remaining Nazi high command moves to thaw their Hitler sickle. And the Justice Posse wormholes themselves back to Timeline Alpha so Clark can give a bromantic hug to the ever-dour bats. And Diana can hold not Steve's wrinkly, liver-spotted hand at the retirement compound. Yeah, you stick that unconventional love right in your fascist craw, not Hitler. Excelsior. <laughs> I have to applaud your devotion to uh, uh, not repeating the same term for anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
your constant thesaurusing as you go. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's uh, part of the joy of these incredibly long summaries. Mm-hmm. The Justice House? Mm-hmm. House, H A U S. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Welcome to Justice House. So I have to ask did you choose this one because you look a little like Vandal Savage? And I say this, I don't know if this is a look you had in regular life, if I just saw you sort of done up like this for a show, but I've absolutely seen you with this exact look. Huh. Or did I don't you not think realize was, that? I, I did not realize that, and I don't <laughs> think it's my primary choice for, you know, picking this episode. Okay. Uh, yes, I'd but, like, like to I say, do you might uh, have... the three-parter because I look like Vandal Savage. <laughs> no, you might have just, like, you know, for a show for, like, a weekend, you might have had that look, but I remember seeing a picture of you with oh, probably. Sort of mm-hmm. this facial hair and this hair and, like, an outfit like this, and it was like, maybe I, you're listen, into Vandal Savage. I don't know. Spend a lot of time listen. standing around with your hands behind your back. Yeah. Listen, I'm a stage actor. I have had many fascist looks, so, <laughs> you know. Well, fair enough. I'm just crack but open I... my copy of A Child's Garden of Fascist Looks and uh, <laughs> go back. <laughs> well, why did the you Z pick this for Zeppelin? No, I, <laughs> I, I, I picked this because um, I like a good alternate history tale. You mm-hmm, know what mm-hmm. I mean? Plus, you know, it's always a great time when you're watching Nazis get their shit destroyed I mean, by anyone. I mean... Mm-hmm. This episode ruled because it's just like, eh, and while that's happening, someone else is kicking the shit out of some Nazis. Well, yeah, that's uh, your good thing, yeah? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I was thinking about this, and um, if there's anything cooler than uh, in the universe than superheroes beating up Nazis, I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> the, the, there's a lot of cool things you can do with the genre of superheroes, but the best thing might be them beating up Nazis. Well, like, and it's a great it's a great homage to where they started. Mm-hmm. Like Superman and Batman were doing, you know, like uh, by War Bonds comics, and Wonder Woman was created around this time. So, yep. like, they mm-hmm. all, uh, some of them already kind of fit this world anyway. You should absolutely buy some War Bonds. Mm-hmm. It also helps that you know all of these episodes uh, are you know were reminding me constantly of the New Frontier. Yep, mm-hmm. that don't hurt. Yeah. Definitely a bit of that. Uh, it, um, I, I mean, this is kind of my good thing. Like, mm-hmm. I've always said these guys do a great job of weaving in things that don't really fit, that you wouldn't think would fit. Like, yeah, okay. yeah like the Blackhawks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Sergeant Rock, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about people not reading Sergeant Rock? Yeah. And then you have the Blackhawks, who even less people have read. Yes. Yeah, that that was my thought exactly because I feel like there were guys stuck in Vietnam who were reading Sergeant Rock. I have a vague memory of it mm-hmm. actually being kind of popular among those guys there, but nobody reads Blackhawks. Come on, yeah, they they must have had a fame budget for these episodes, and they were like, "Well, Superman and Batman's already in it. We're running out of points here. I don't know. Stick the Blackhawks and Sergeant <laughs> mm-hmm. Rock in here." Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're they're going down the list of DC stuff, and it's like, "Well, how do we work all this in?" I know. Oh no, exactly. Yeah, go back to World War Two, and it's perfect. It's Mm-hmm. It, and you got you got fucking Steve Trevor, so you can have Wonder Woman's little romance without actually tying her down to a love interest. Because to Steve Trevor, the most boring in love interest. Uh, yes. between... So she can have a, a dalliance with Patrick Duffy. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. The leg of Scuzzlebutt himself. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's like, I, I, well, first of all, between this version of... Um, Steve Trevor and uh, uh, Chris Pine. I've really come around on him. I, yeah, I agree seriously. with you that he's kind of boring. I mean, Chris, but, uh, 
Chris Pine, Steve Trevor is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this Chris one, Chris Pine too. is pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'll get no argument from me, Ken Bloom. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's, like, I think they cover sort of the broadly all of the war movie slash war comics, like, cliches. Like, mm-hmm, the, you, got sure. the, you got the enlisted guys down in the trenches, you got the officers up in the sky, and then you got the suave spy guy. Like, you got... Yep. Sort of all the three genders, you know. That's all. That's all of the war <laughs> genders. Yes. Yeah. There might be other major ones I'm forgetting about, but I don't think so. Like, I they mean, really, we don't really you, get into the like spy shit until, until the '60s. So, you know, yep. Steve Trevor was a spy because he was wearing a full double-breasted suit mm-hmm. in the middle of occupied France. Yes, exactly. Or Berlin in that case. And he's he's just you know so smug and you know always like quick with the one-liners and all that, and it's it's it's, it's just perfect. Like, it let just, me it let me just dapper my way over over this way now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surprisingly tame calling uh, Diana Angel mm-hmm. instead of like, I don't know, Sweet Cheeks or whatever. That would yep. seem more era appropriate. They they really, I mean, we got Nazis. So I feel like they softballed everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's I guess maybe so, not, yeah. Yeah. Like the- uh, Nazis the, the and guys. a lot of people get killed in this, in this episode. <laughs> yep. But like uh, Easy Company just sort of like, oh. John, you're a Marine? Okay, cool. Yeah. You're one of us now. Like, there's, there's, there's Oh, except a, for Bulldozer. Yeah, there's a there's a hint of that, but I mean, making one guy like that means you're acknowledging that it happened, mm. but also, let's just move on with things, you know? Yeah, so. you, you have your cyanide cake and you eat it too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't want to eat this cake. <laughs> well, eat maybe it. you shouldn't have lost the war and holed up in a bunker then. How about that? Oh, well. <laughs> well, maybe you should have died the first time, Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me how to die. Wait, is Vandal Savage Rasputin? He might be. He could be. He's got the beard for it. Mm. Wait. <laughs> I've you thank you. You've begun my uh most celebrated fanfic. <laughs> Excuse me while I write this. Ah, finally my uh Justice League Hellboy crossover. <laughs> <laughs> but like I at first I was like, wait a minute, this guy's whole deal is that he's an immortal, but any like time traveling evil asshole could have done this. But it's like, no. What happened was he lived through all this and then mm-hmm. in hindsight said, wait a minute, yeah. I know where the weak point is. And he time like he sent some stuff back to his younger self, which is m- much better than just time traveling. Yourself. Yeah, that's, that, that's one of the wrinkles that makes this like a more interesting alternate history kind of jaunt yeah. than a your standard like let's go back and change the war. Mm-hmm. Tale. Yeah, exactly. I also like that our guys jump in after, you know, a couple of years of this. So all the infrastructure's in place, so it's yeah. not like, oh no, they're building one war wheel. Like, no, they're fucking everywhere. Right. Yeah, we got so many war wheels. We got war wheels for days. So much that uh, three people doing a podcast years from now are going to have to say war wheel over and over again. War wheel. It's a war wheel. <laughs> There's a war wheel. <laughs> war wheel, that's tough. Is it, uh, can, you, can you guys, can, can, you, can you clarify, can you folks clarify are war wheels a thing? Oh yeah, in DC. Oh yeah, the uh, I, Maggie and I both have talked about like growing up that we read reference books more than the actual things. Yeah. And I read DC's Who's Who uh, pretty extensively, and there's a whole page entry on the war wheel. I think there's more information about them than fucking Hawkman or something. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. There's way too much information about Hawkman. Okay, but it, it definitely got more like more paragraphs of text than than actual like human characters. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Are, they, are they like, or are they some kind of 
specific villain's invention, or...? I'm looking it up now, and as far as I can tell, they're actually a Blackhawk thing. Mm. I know. Huh, that, I'm as shocked That explains why I don't know them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're some weird fucking Jack Kirby-type stuff. Like, I don't think he actually did it, but it feels like one of his. Where it like, absolutely I didn't does. see any crackle energy, mm. so it yeah. seems unlikely. But I feel like they were, like, mentally controlled by something, or they were sentient for a while. You know, some something that made them just a little weirder. Created sure, by, they, Re- by Reed Crandall, who I have never heard of, and I've heard of everybody. So that's a that's a that's an Alan Smithy. Is oh what yeah, that is. that's that's not I'm, a real name. I'm I've been Reed calling him Crandall. <laughs> Crandall's Warwheel. No, drew a lot of Tarzan and John Carter. That explains it. Ah, the boring comics, right? <laughs> As opposed to Sergeant Rock and the Blackhawks, right? The other boring comics, but the mm-hmm. ones I've heard of. Are you guys gonna come see my uh, Sergeant Black Sergeant Rock and the Blackhawks concert later? Uh, sh- sure. Yes, that was me. That 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 sure was me, Crandall, mm-hmm. there in the audience, <laughs> not an effigy. Thanks, Crandall. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. I'm Crandall. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's him. That's the guy. Uh, Jason, what was your good thing? Uh, my good thing, uh, you, you know. Maggie already took this. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, Nazis getting their shit destroyed is oh yeah immensely pleasing, especially now. Oh yeah, um, I'll watch but, Nazis get their asses rocked all day. Yeah, long. but like in early like two thousand two or whatever this was, it was just a, a fun little throwback. It, they, it was not en vogue, no right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, apart from that, there's enough like casual like World War II detail and references in in this story that, you know, it, it makes me smile. It's like, okay, yeah, they, they referenced Operation Sea Lion and mm-hmm. they've got the half tracks coming in and like, okay, cool, yeah. And it helps to continue my transformation into that particular brand of middle-aged white guy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to pick like, okay, oh, yeah. am I going to be into World War II mm-hmm. or am I going to be into like, you know... Uh, Oh, Actually, it might I just be other. World War II. <laughs> yeah, well. I feel like me building cars. A, a recording studio in my house sidestepped that. <clears throat> yes, like, exactly. You, uh, you you went in the uh, one of like the rarer. The uh, audio engineering groups. direction. And Maggie just saw this decision coming and said, fuck that. I'm getting off the stupid gender. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to win the game is not to play. Yep. <laughs> I, I yeah. always wondered if that brand of middle-aged white man would change. Like, if if. The interest in World War II would update with the times, like, you know, maybe for the previous generation it was that, but for people... Turns out, no. No. Like, now it would be Vietnam or something, and then later it would be, like, the Gulf War, but... Well, as we all know, World War II was the last good war, mm-hmm. so well, it's the only one we can feel good about. Look, I, mean, I spent the last 20 years working at bookstores and sorting giant slab-like books with giant swastikas on the sides, mm. which is well, the only thing a certain type of middle-aged white guy reads. Well, you were working at Crandall's Nazi warehouse. Uh, I so. mean, I don't need... L- listen, times were And tough. War Wheel Emporium. Uh-huh. Well, War Wheel Surplus. Didn't even give me a discount on the War Wheels. God, what a shit job. You also spent 30 plus years uh, having your birthday be uh, Pearl Harbor Day. Mm-hmm. And a relative yeah, calling know, yeah. you every Pearl Harbor Day saying, Happy birthday, remember Pearl Harbor. Yep. Look out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So a the day, war's never far from A birthday that will live in infamy. <laughs> yep. 
but yeah, so there's so just too. just a little bit of historical detail mm-hmm. and such. Like it was enough to be like, okay, so this, so they did some homework, and yep. this is not just a completely pulpy World War II alternate history thing. Yeah, like I feel like the planes looked like specific aircraft that were used. Yeah. Like obviously they embellished because we're in an alternate universe, and some of the stuff is higher tech for the for the Germans, but like the. You know, the Allied planes were probably the real ones that we mm. flew and stuff like because these that, guys care about that kind of stuff. When that Nazi group that was like threatening uh, not Steve and Diana mm. in the Skyfall manner, mm-hmm. um, I, I I paused the episode because I was going to write a note down and I looked at the guns, the gun that one of them was holding and I was like, oh, that's an STG 44. Like I was, mm. I was like, oh, that that's a period appropriate gun it looks like. OK, oh, cool. cool. Yeah. I mean, so that that level of detail is like is good. That's pretty well, awesome. It's a visually interesting part of history. Like these yeah. guys probably mm-hmm. loved, you know, being able to draw all that stuff. So yeah, it was great. Um, the the our our friends at the DC Wiki did point out though that there was no mention made of any of the Soviet fronts of the war. Like, so what are they even doing over there? I was gonna I was gonna say you're at the perfect storm on the DC Wiki of comic book nerds and World War II nerds. Yeah. <clears throat> Ugh. Like they if, packed so much stuff in here and they gave everyone something to do. Well, except mm-hmm. Flash, but everyone else something to do. Like there's no room for that. God. Well, that's where the fourth episode of the this this the, the Savage Extra Time yep. comes in. <laughs> Season <laughs> two is overtime. just gonna be an ongoing series about fighting in World War II. And honestly, I'm here for it. Yeah, all right. It wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Send Batman back, let him punch them Nazis. That would be nice. The thing is, like, I can't even be mad that Batman's not in this because Jon Stewart does such a good job of being the guy with no powers kicking the shit out of Nazis. I've said this from day one, and we're still uh, we still haven't done my favorite version of this yet. But taking away the guy's powers and testing what kind of a hero they really are. Like, I'm a sucker for that every single time. The 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 stuff where he fights Vandal Savage at the end on the plane is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, and and they definitely picked the right superhero to like make that happen mm-hmm. because as, as he says, he's a former you know mar- marine, yep. and he has the training to like slot into Easy Company very you yeah. know seamlessly mm-hmm. for the most part, and, and uh, you know he's got you know his dinky little cereal box trinket uh, you know that has to get recharged every forty eight seconds mm-hmm. or whatever, so yeah, just like an Apple Watch. Yeah, make, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You guys got to give me a sec. I got to go plug in my ring. Oh, God. Bruce, could you could you fund something or invent something that'll charge us? I, I could, but I won't. Yeah. All right. I got to go float off to the lantern planet or whatever. I can't put a bat on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I particularly I, love... Uh, also, Maggie and I, you and I had exactly the same note when mm-hmm. Vandal Savage puts the glove on for the first time, which is uh, the Nintendo Power Glove is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Um, but uh, Vandal Savage and the Wizard 2. <laughs> Vandal Fred Savage, more like. Oh, God. Hey! <laughs> Good um, night, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a short episode. Um, but uh, when, when John basically says why are you shocking yourself why are you yep. shocking yourself that was that was the payoff for me <laughs> very very good um i did enjoy like they've been doing a good job and i've been pointing this out as we go along building 
uh, his romance with Hawkgirl. And yes. there was another beat of that here where she yeah. has to leave him behind, feels bad about it, and then they're reunited, Flash and it's a very sweet moment, and it's an not asshole. overplayed. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to get into that yet because I know Jason's got a whole thing. But I just I wanted to talk about that aspect of it where it's the like, little the little hand squeeze was a good, yeah. a good detail, right? Yeah. And it's not they're not they're not overplaying this. Like obviously they have yeah. a plan and they're not just gonna pull this out of their asses in season two where it's like they're dating now. Like, no, they've they've put in the groundwork so it feels natural. Like some that. shitty uh uh potentially reviewable series we could talk about. <clears throat> oh, you're talking about Seven and Raffi? Mm-hmm. We'll the greatest romance enough. that ever was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this, uh, this, I like. I really buy it, and I like her guilt. But it, it would have been fine if she felt that way on her own instead mm-hmm. of yes, Jason. Please, this is my bad thing. Uh, now, uh, I I have listened to enough of this show to know that I am generally on Maggie's side, being like a a reasonably pro flash person he, i know he's usually good i know alice is on the sort of con flash side well, this is the only flash i know so mm-hmm. well if this were the only flash you knew just from these episodes yep. you'd hate this smug asshole mm-hmm. yep. because he is pointlessly dickish to nbc's wings about <laughs> like prioritizing like actual regular human beings who like have organs and die from bullets and stuff instead of the again incredibly capable former marine that is mm-hmm. John Stewart. Yeah. No. Like I consider I the needs issue. of the many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a good point. Like I do have to take that- issue with the fact that that Green Lantern does have actual human organs and can be killed by a bullet though. But other than that, you're spot on. I I'm going to say that that Green Lantern even without the ring is still like you could oh, still yeah. probably leave him for for a while. He's still like yeah, 12 GIs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he's yep. still. And like, it's just it, it, the, the, the Wally just like is so is so unable to like look at the bigger picture. And he's just so whiny and confrontational about it. It's like, how could you do that? Really? Wally, you can't understand the complex like heart wrenching decision making yeah. that needed to be made in a split second. The the fact yeah. that Hawk Girl has to grab him by the nose and lead him over to like where where all these wounded soldiers are and go look, yeah. this would yeah. have been worse. And he's like, yeah, I saw this on TV once. Shut up, Flash. I know this show. Yeah, they, that's they a that's him. a real Robin move, Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, every one of these shows has a character like that. He's he's that one. Yeah, but um, oh, uh, real quick. Speaking of Robin, did you guys catch that uh, the the orphans milling around in uh, Batman's underground dystopia were supposed to be uh, Barbara and Dick? Because I yeah, that, that took me a sec. But uh, oh, those two. Yeah. yeah, I did not catch that because I know the the bat embargo was on at this point, mm-hmm. so they probably couldn't say it. Well, they had the a bat embargo. Yes. Yeah. Well, they had a, a redhead and a guy with a stupid mullet. So well, that would be it. I, um, I can. I would love to see uh, alternate universe Batman just going cut your hair. <laughs> We're in an army, um, but you need to be business in the front, vengeance in the back. <laughs> Excellent. That's almost a tick line. <laughs> but I liked. Um, uh, no, I don't like the Flash. That's it. Sorry, I I, I forgot for a moment. Sorry, it um, says here I like the Flash, and that can't possibly be right. Yeah, no, I wrote that on one hand, and then I wrote don't believe the other hand on the <laughs> other hand. So, 
Uh, also, he was uh, it was from real memento shit going yeah. on over at Elf's yeah. place. The other um, hand lies. <laughs> but Flash is also like weirdly slow in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like it to me? Yeah. Like it's just like he's like he's like power jogging. <laughs> I don't. I mean, he he doesn't it, it, like it, a, apart from being like a toddler with his reaction. And what I was going to say was Hawkgirl is. We love this about Hawk Girl. I think I can speak for you, Maggie, as well. Mm-hmm. But if I'm wrong, please correct me. We we adore this about Hawk Girl that she's uncomplicated. She yeah. is about smashing, and that's it. That's yep. her whole thing. There's and it's not, never been yeah. a problem she can't fix with a mace. It's not bad it's, writing. I don't even think it's low uh, intelligence. She's just very excuse focused. Me. Uh, I think it's a Morning Star. Actually, oh I God. thought a Morning Star was a thing with like. On, with like the chain one, the mace is on the chain. I'm really, sure. the Morning Star is the the circular thing with the spikes on a shaft. Wow. Okay, that well, was in the thing comics. I, they call it a mace. Yeah, that was a thing they, I genuinely thought I knew for like thirty seven years. Well, they call it that incorrectly, perhaps, but that is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, she's she's not dumb. She's just very focused. And yeah. The fact oh well, that- I guess. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I, I have to interrupt you with this incredibly yeah. important uh, yeah, weaponry based nitpick. Uh-huh. So, a mace is a blunt weapon, a heavy head on the end of a handle, right? Mm-hmm. And then a morning star specifically is basically that, but with spikes on the. So, mm. technically, a morning star, I guess, would be a kind of mace, right? Okay. Well, then what's a flail? A flail is on the chain. That's what uh-huh. we're thinking. Okay. All right. It's like a ball on a chain attached to a stick. Right. I know that thing. Okay. And they say oh, you don't learn ball. anything on this show. Uh, well, I like I said last week, we we love to spread disinformation, so I hope mm-hmm. all of that is wrong. Well, look, it was either I, you know, set the record straight or we had to call Brian. We don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't have time to listen to all the plays that a mace has been in. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Chekhov's mace, famously. Sure. Uh, a mace ado about nothing. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Mace Windu about nothing? Mace Beth. <laughs> Please, we call it the Scottish weapon. <laughs> I, I was just trying to say that that uh, Hot Girl, like, she knows what she's about. And the fact that Flash is, stu- like, more simple than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact, it just, it bugs me so much. And the only useful thing he does in this entire thing is runs and gets the Navy. Like, really... He's just yeah. a messenger. That's his only good and, function. And then stands on the deck and watches through, you know, binoculars mm-hmm. as everybody else does the important work. Yeah. Oh, and they gave him a line. I don't remember the exact phrasing, but he used the word we. He said, yep. we did a great job. Did, did Does that include did you, we? Really? Really? Yeah. Meanwhile, Hawkgirl is, is very satisfyingly wrecking Nazi oh. planes with medieval weaponry, which is fantastic. I could yeah. watch that shit all day. It's visceral. I mean, Hawkgirl loves her. Uh, ha! Like, that's just, that's her, yeah. her thing, you know? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the alternate yeah. reality. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. I was just making a a, a celebratory. Kia! Ah, yes, of course. Um, Please, the alternate Haka. reality that kicks off the story. So, this is kind of my bad thing. Mm-hmm. I get that it's the best way to involve Batman in the story at all, but seeing yet another fascist dystopia universe was a bit tiresome. Mm-hmm. Like, Visually, it was interesting. We had the Daily Planet building with like a, a fist, like like a like a, a hand gripping it, and that, that looked very ruled. good. There was a lot of good costume design. I didn't really understand what Batman's thing was about. He was wearing a thing that 
looked like he was blind, or maybe they were going for like a Judge Dredd thing. I think it was a Judge Dredd thing, but honestly, like, yeah. The the weird thing is that he looked exactly like the rest of the rebellion, but he had his little bad ears, and there was no reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But the thing is, we already got a version of this in the Superman episode Brave New Metropolis. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see it again in the episodes involving the Justice Lords. But, like, that hasn't happened yet, so I can't really hold that against this. So, instead, my bad thing, I'm going to say, we got this weird Star Trek style, the past has changed and we have to change it back thing that Mm -hmm. has never been the way that works here. Like, Mm -hmm. if there's infinite alternate universes, which is how DC works, then there's really no one correct timeline, right? Well, and the other thing is, regardless of, like going back to change the timeline or whatever, like the timeline's already changed. Like, yeah, exactly. The that books are that gonna universe have, exists. The, the history books are going to have, and then Vandal Savage shoved Hitler into a refrigerator and then he was in charge for a while. Yeah. But then they thought him out and he finished the war and still lost, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, thank you, Maggie, for pointing out that Vandal Savage literally fridges Hitler. He sure does. <laughs> Oh, boy. Was Hitler Green Lantern's girlfriend? (laughs) I hope that Green Lantern would have better taste than that. Well, it depends. Are we talking about Jon Stewart or um, uh, Redhead McGee? Guy Gardner? Yes, that's the the one. Guy Gardner would absolutely date Hitler in a wig. The punchable one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely punchable. He's still the best Green Lantern. Yeah. I I fully... I fully agree with you, Al, because this is like apart from like the DCEU, like mm-hmm. the whole going back in time to change World War II thing is a very tired trope, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is why I liked these episodes, but I didn't love them because they didn't do enough to like, you know, uh, make some small like b- b- variations to mm-hmm. that very tired theme, right? Well, like I say, it's it's the modern fascist dystopia part of it that particularly bothered me because oh that too yeah we've mm-hmm. done that a lot in in the show like i said we've done it once already in the show and we're going to do it again and that that version's going to loom large but again that hasn't happened well, yet. it's just I, it's a I, well they go back to a lot i wasn't here for that one and i won't be here for that other one so it means nothing to me <laughs> well fair enough they they go sort of the authority with a version of the justice league mm. in another alternate universe where they decide to get more decisive and violent. It's a, it's a dark uh, future where uh, Mark Miller writes the justice league. Mm -hmm. Oh, the shiver just went up my spine. Uh Mm -hmm. Are you in, are you in the tube with Hitler? Is that why? I hope. Yes. And Walt Disney. Get out of my tube, (laughs) Hitler. (laughs) Get out of my tube, Disney. Hitler, you Uh can stay. (laughs) But I did like, there were there were some good moments in that. Like I liked, like I said, some of the visual stuff and the moment yeah. where Batman talks about like Jason covered this in the summary. Like mm. his his parents were murdered for being like collaborators. And um Well no, for speaking out against the regime. Well, right, right. I mean like like part of the rebellion or the Collaborative resistance. Collaborative resistance. Yeah. yeah. Um but uh, uh Batman says, um you guys change history. My parents will be alive. And Superman says, uh, we can't promise that. And that was that was a genuinely heartbreaking moment. I really liked that. I do love the Superman. Just love. I, so I got to go. Yeah. Oh, Listen. oh, yeah, buddy. Your parents will be fine. Mm-hmm. Bye. Listen, alternate bats, like, you know... Your parents' death is probably a fixed point in time. <laughs> yep. Even though, even though one of our guys here regularly 
like changes the time stream with his super treadmill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, we just can't do anything about it. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, this Flash doesn't know how to do any of that anyway. No, please don't give oh, this Flash a super treadmill. Almost certainly. He's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maggie, what was your bad thing? Uh, yeah, so this isn't really the point of the episode, so I'm just going to touch on this quick. But it's weird watching the JLA celebrating their their victory while some Nazi goes and defrosts actual Hitler so that we could have the correct timeline back. Mm-hmm. You do two shots of actual Hitler in the episode, and that just makes me spend a lot of time going, well, maybe Superman could have gone and, like, blown up some concentration camps or something. Like, I realize it's not the point of the episode, but I also didn't put Hitler in your cartoon. <laughs> I love it when uh John shows up at the uh at Grundstrasse and there's that first shot of Hitler in the cryogenic tube. Mm-hmm. I actually laughed out loud yeah, when I saw it. Oh jeez. It's like, "Oh, you went, you know, you did it." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's I saw this when it aired in 2002 or whatever and I was just like, "Oh my god." Yeah, I don't think I'm surprising anyone by saying this would not happen now. Well, like, because we're all, I don't know, we we were all kind of surprised, I think. I don't want to speak for you guys, but I I feel like we all were Mm -hmm. by the the banners, the the red, you know, the red banners with the white circle in the middle. And like, they didn't have swastikas. They had like the- they got as close as they could. Yeah. I mean, those S's are like the SS S. Yeah. 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 Exactly. There's actually a name for them and the DC Wiki pointed it out. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, big old war nerd Jason might know it anyway, (laughs) but- uh, Oh, yeah, you know me, a big old I mean, lover you, of war. Uh-huh. Look, this is your, World War II specifically, you you just outed yourself. I'm not, mm-hmm. uh... Well, see, that, that that's the thing. I wouldn't call myself like a, like, I, I'm a World War II nerd. You're more of a war oh, buff. Oh, oh, only, thank you, only, I am buff, thank you. <laughs> uh, and only in the sense of, like, like, Hellboy-esque pulp stuff, sure, you know what I mean? Right. When yeah, it comes to, like, nonsense. actual troop movement bullshit, I'm like, I... Nah, I I got. I don't have time for this. I got. Uh, let's see. The DC Wiki pointed out it is called the Nazi Sig Rune. Ah. So well, of course it would be a rune. They're of very course obsessed uh, with that stuff. The S is for sucks, though. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> on my world. Uh huh. Oh, that's very good. Uh, I mean, it's for savage, obviously. I don't know why it doesn't have a V in there as well, but you know, the S never... stands for hope for Aryans. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it, again. Visually, especially in the wide shots, it just reads as a fucking swastika. It so, sure like, does. They already were using the 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 uh, visual vocabulary. Was my point. Mm-hmm. So m- you might as well just fucking like embrace Hitler at this point, which I guess John did. According I, to you guys, I will choose not to embrace Hitler. <laughs> okay. No, Guy Guy Gardner embraced Hitler. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. One kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Attack uh, and dethrone God and embrace Hitler. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my the... message to you, kids listening. <laughs> oh, kids love Batman. Kids love kids love Batman. <laughs> kids mm-hmm. love Hitler. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, <laughs> they I sure mean, he do. had a whole youth named after him. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, Getting a lot of quotes to take out of context for me. Yes. <laughs> and 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 canceling my inevitable. Anything I do in public. Life. <laughs> it's fine. No one listens to this show. <laughs> oh, thank God. Nobody listens to the show? Oh, honey. I'm I, so sorry. 
Actually, uh, I've been getting because I'm I'm the name on all the stuff. Like I get the emails that are like, uh, "Hey, we could market your show." Blah blah blah. And I'm getting a bunch lately that are like, "We notice you have fewer than this many listeners." I'm mm-hmm. like, "You have more data than I do on this, apparently." Yeah. How'd you know? I need to compare notes. Yeah. Oh, I have a uh, I have a note here that Hawk Girl looked over and saw the bird logo on the on the. Uh, the Blackhawks and like, oh, they must be friends. She's like a parakeet looking in a mirror. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, no, it's actually. I have to. I have to argue with this. It's okay. Clark who, yeah, as a speciesist, is like friends of yours. Yeah, because oh. you know birds. Right, right. All birds don't know each other. <laughs> yeah, Clark, Jeez. and she and she and she plays along with it. She's mm-hmm. like, they are now. Mm-hmm. So let's all. So let's 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 blame Clark for that. Yeah, I just picture right. them landing and her going like, so you need a plane, huh? And then pecking <laughs> at the logo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> come on back uh, to our, come on back to Black Hawk Island. You can gnaw on the cuddle bone. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing, this is a, this is a slight spoiler for what's to come, but uh, this is not the last time we'll see someone reconnect with the modern version of people in this story uh hawk girl will meet one of the surviving blackhawks in a jlu episode oh that's cool which is which is a great callback like it's like a it's like a as i remember and i might be remembering this wrong but i think it's like a a hidden wartime treasure Mm -hmm. episode where they have to go through all the traps and find the you know find the gold that they liberated or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck i don't right liberated sure Mm -hmm. well it's it's good to know that uh the Blackhawks are interesting in two episodes of something. Well, that's 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 two more than I expected. Yeah, exactly. That's the glory of this of, of the Bruce Tim team is they could take anything from the comics except Flash and make it interesting. Mm-hmm. You could take anything from those uh, long forgotten comics and turn it into a triangle chested character. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, they had a lot of voice performers doubling up as uh, Germans. and Boy, they uh, sure did. Let me just say some of their accents are better than others. <laughs> it was a a real smorgasbord of, of camp German accents. Mm-hmm. But some of them were passable. Not, not like they wouldn't oh, fool no. a real German, yeah. but they didn't take me out of the episode. But no. Some, some of, them. of them were like Hogan's Heroes-esque, and then yep. some yep. of them were a little bit more, you know, like Daniel Day Lewising, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then some of them were just like Hoffman's accent, which is like you're not even really doing an accent; you're just <laughs> sort of speaking seriously, I guess. Jawohl, mein Führer. Hey, you <laughs> got it, Hitler. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that one of the uh, the. Uh, Members of Easy Company is named Wild Man. Uh huh. I noticed that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got delightful little pl- like schoolyard nicknames. Mm-hmm. Isn't it fun? Yep. And and they all have like little pieces of their backstory that become relevant when the mission requires. Like yeah. Except for ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we just didn't get to ice cream. Is the problem? Like That's, he's always there's waiting. always time for ice. There's always room for ice cream. <laughs> God damn it. God. <laughs> See, who do you think? I was going to say, who do you think froze Hitler in the first place? That was. I mean, yeah. Uh, yes, of course. That, that guy did the coolest Hitler. thing, and then he kind of had to wait out the rest of the war because how are you going to top that? Mm-hmm. What a twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Savage just came in and said, oh, shit, you guys already took care of this part for me. Well, thanks. Now get <laughs> I was going to murder him. Yeah. You probably no, should have done you, that anyway. You can do that. No one's stopping you. He had no qualms <laughs> about taking over. Actually, oh, I think everyone is stopping you because anytime somebody tries to kill Hitler, mm-hmm. it fucks up the timeline. <laughs> they saved his brain. Mm. Just, In the fridge. Just step on a butterfly. Who fucking cares? Yeah. It's fine. We'll put this right next to Einstein's brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love our brain fine. collection. The man with two brains. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Oh, there was some real bad exposition at the beginning when they're when they find the portal thing and the the scientists yeah. were like, "As you know, we're working on time travel. If only we could get it to work." Pro-. Like Jesus mm-hmm. fucking Christ! That guy was unable to emote too. <laughs> the, the one male technician was like, "Yes, this time tunnel." Mm-hmm. I, I kind of appreciate that that's like, that's just how that scientist works. Just like, yes, well, the time tunnel. I don't have emotions. I'm too busy making time tunnels. <laughs> I, I, I counter that. He goes that. home and he's like joyous and expressive. Yep. No, he turns to his partner and says, Scully, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> like, that's just government employees, man. Yeah. They're all, like they the... all know people named Scully. Mm-hmm. Hey, kid, I don't sound anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, look, I'm uh, Agent Stephen Wright. I'm from the... Uh... <laughs> I, I liked the visual effect of them all going through the time thing, though. They, they, oh, they... I was going to, yeah, I was going to mention that. It's that got a, so like, cool. a, like a like a nightmare Wonka kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, they stretched them out and gave them weird fucking, like, they turn up the... Psychedelic. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, like the four color early CGA, like RGB colors. And yeah. it, was, it was very good. <laughs> Gotta get uh, Ruth Ga- the, to- the Ruth Gator Binsberg colors? Yeah, yeah, that's the, the very one. same. Ruth Gator Binsberg. <laughs> Nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, let's see. I think that's about all I had. I thought yeah. we had a lot, but uh, I think we covered all the salient points. Yeah. Jason? Um. Well, I don't know if we want to talk about this, but this is the first... Justice League episode I've been a part of mm-hmm. on the show, and yeah, by all I don't like the intro sequence. All right, do not there I said it. Good, I agree. I don't. It's bad. Yeah, yeah we. It's we, not great. It's not. No, it's it's bad. And uh, they have a chance to update it for JLU, and they kind of make it worse. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I just I, I, the, the the many times I've seen it, I've always just thought it looked cheap. It like mm-hmm. it looked cheap. Back when it was new. Yeah, like, at the time. Yeah, yeah, at the time, I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. I was actually impressed that most of this episode did not have those early CG. Like, I expected the War Wheels to all look really mm. badly integrated mm. in that early CG way, but they weren't. It was in the last act when they're trying to take down the jet. Some of the, like, the exhaust or the the, the flames coming out and the, the explosions and stuff were CG, and those looked a little rough. But yeah. for the most part, everything looked hand-drawn, so that was good. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the theme, or not the theme, but the, the score got real synthy for a while, and I didn't love that either. Like, it was trying to do some orchestral stuff, but there oh, were no yeah. instruments. It was just someone on a keyboard, and it was like, Ugh. Well, apparently, one, like, when they when the Justice Friends get to the, <laughs> um, the Resistance headquarters, like, I swear the sound designer played some, like, Warner Brothers commissary B-roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I heard like like cutlery on plates at one point. <laughs> I mean, if you got if if you've got the the library, the stock library of Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. why not? Use well, they it, don't you know? anymore. So I, 
I literally just read a thing today that said they're trying to sell off half their music catalog. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Jesus Christ. Like, just gutting this fucking corporation. Yeah. And and the other half of their sound design library is, was destroyed when um, uh, Hitler was put on ice. Mm-hmm. One of the many ripple effects of... The well, Sound of Thunder-esque yep. I mean, changes. Isn't that how they destroyed a bunch of uh, Doctor Who episodes also, the BBC? Yeah. When they well, tried yeah, to freeze, they... uh, Neville Chamberlain? <laughs> yes, correct. Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I can't. I can't mm-hmm. get into this right now. We, we can't. No. We can't, because we'll just quote the whole... Font? Yep, we'll, we'll just reenact the entire uh, Super Keep Ego. Keep which is... Chipotle Vegeta rap, I should think. <laughs> Blades uh, Literary Club. <laughs> Do we should probably yet. we should probably wrap this up. Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> yes. Any final thoughts? Bond. <laughs> Any final thoughts that aren't related to that? No. At this point, I don't know. <laughs> so no. I'm pretty much full of full of Bond. Well, well Jason, I'm going to ask for your quote, and I would ask that it be from one of these episodes, please. Oh well, shit. <laughs> no, just put the, um, just put the sketch in here, Al. They put the whole super ego box. Yeah. Yeah, you know, from 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so my quote is the, 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 the little exchange in the second episode where Jaan is like attached to the, the Metal Gear Solid torture device. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a little, he, he has a little tete a tete with Vandal Savage. Mm. And it's just a little, you know, there's some little clever lines. There's some. Um, you know, some hinting at Vandal Savage's like backstory, but not so much that we get trapped in exposition land. And it's just a nice little exchange between yeah. the two of them. Yeah, that so was. We'll very put good. that here. Who would have thought the Ubermensch would be green? Ubermensch, the superior man, those destined to lead the world. I thought that was your goal. My only desire is peace. Progress. Unity. With you in charge, of course. Why not? Under my enlightened leadership, I can build a new world order. All this from one laptop computer? I'm from the future, the same as you. I'm not from the future, but this is. Sixty years from now, it will be a child's toy. But today, it's the most powerful weapon on Earth. Where did you get it? A gift to myself. Greetings from the future. You age gracefully. You have no idea. Yeah, I was I I could swear we got like a like a whole cutaway with with a different style of animation where he's like, and I was a caveman who was enlightened and I lived for 50,000 years. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, th- thankfully they skipped all that yeah. because I guess they spent too much of the budget on big wheels. I'm, well, I'm the problem okay is that. the problem is too many of his fellow cavemen were too famous and they used up the fame budget. So mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You guys are filming Flintstone again? God, I hate that guy. <laughs> it's a living. I wonder if in this reality, Captain Caveman got like promoted in any way. Could That's be. A good question. Admiral like, Caveman? Ad- yeah, Admiral Caveman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leading in the Pacific front. <laughs> God. Please, it's Colonel Caveman. Admiral Caveman was my father. <laughs> oh, that's the one thing that I liked from The Flash. Nice Colonel Clink reference. Mm. Yeah, that was okay. That's But then it occurred to me, that's his entire frame of reference for all of this. Yep. Yes. Definitely. He has the line, didn't we win that war? Yeah. 
Yes, sweetie, we did. And I wonder to- how that scene would have gone if they turned to him and was like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> really? Is that what you think? Boy, you're an idiot. Well, they call me an idiot all the time. I guess I must be wrong about this, mm-hmm. too. I have no idea who this is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I suppose that's it for season one of Justice yeah. League, then. Nice work, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Jason, the I really feel like I put in a lot of effort in, in this season. I yeah. agree. No, I like that they have these big, like, we have two-parters for everything, and apart from last week when there was the, <laughs> the metamorpho story for some inexplicable reason. Mm-hmm. Usually they're justified, and then these three-parters are even bigger. It's great. Um, well, thank thank God that this one was, like, you know, good and entertaining. Yeah, exactly. I, they, they, more often than not, they are. Like, there's there's a couple that are duds, but for the most part, this show, this show pretty much hits nine times out of ten. Mm. So, that's good. Uh, next week... Nine times? Oh, God. Wait, is that a Ferris Bueller reference or a German reference? Yes. Yes. Okay. No, see, the guy who who read that line in Ferris Bueller is an entirely different kind of evil. (laughs) That would be uh, Gross Kid Toucher Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, Next week, we have an episode called Twilight, which is definitely not about sparkly vampires. It's before that. But I don't know what it is. Is it an Eclipso? It can't be an Eclipso episode. It might be an Eclipso. Could be. We were wrong about Metamorpho. Who the the fuck knows? Uh, But as ever, we... we, uh, we appreciate your your kind. Uh, I was going to say patronage, but that's for our patrons. Which, by the way, if you want to, uh, yeah, if you want to toss, us if you want to pledge to that, it's yeah. uh, Patreon.com/slash/Algar. Uh, as I've mentioned, I am currently not gainfully employed and desperately trying to find work, voice yes. acting, and have not done so as such. And, and a few extra bucks would be appreciated. Um, yeah. We are reviewing the entirety of Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which uh, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, let's see the website as ever, uh, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. Jason, anything you want to say or plug or whatever? Um, I just want to say for the record, I am anti Hitler. Thank you. Uh, and anti Nazi. Hooray. And bold choice. I, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the brave and bold. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of right. sucks that we have to make that clear at this point, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 mm-hmm. literally one of the worst things I have to think about mm-hmm. is that I have to be very clear that Nazism yeah. is not okay. Yeah, no, we, we look, we had a lot of fun today, but uh, <laughs> hey, kids, we had some fun today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let, let me let me wrap with you while I turn my chair around. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that's all for this time. We'll be back next week. Yeah, see you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 